0: You're listening to the Wool Academy Podcast. This is episode 106. Hi, Wool Academy listeners. It's lovely to have you tune in to a new episode. And starting with this episode, episode 106, I'm actually trying something new. So those of you who have been a regular listener to the Wool Academy Podcast, you will remember that I would always... The format would be in such a way that I would always talk to an expert from the wool industry, asking them questions about their business or about their field of research, etc. But now going forward, I will change the format a little bit. There will still be an interview, but the focus will be a little bit different. Although, of course, everything is still all about wool. So to give you the background why um, I'm changing this is that... As of January 2020 I joined a little startup called Flockwool and Flockwool is actually operating out of Albania and in Albania they're around 5 million sheep but most of the wool unfortunately is not being used it's just thrown away Um, and for Flockwool we thought that's a resource that should be put to use and not go to waste so our goal of the business is to collect the wool from Albanian sheep farmers and find a buyer for this wool in order for the Albanian sheep farmers to have an extra additional source of income and also to make use of a perfectly fine resource. So, in the Wool Academy podcast, we, I will be talking to the CEO of Wool, that's Evan Thompson, And he and I will be discussing our journey at FlockRool. So how did the business start? What challenges did we face? And yeah, we invite you to come along on our journey. And we hope that from the insights that we share about the business that you can also learn or you find it inspiring or interesting. So I hope you enjoyed this new format and I hope you join us on this journey. Now enjoy the first episode of season two of the Wool Academy podcast with Evan Thompson. Okay, Evan, it's lovely that we have time today to talk. And I would like to ask you to first tell us a little bit about yourself and also about Flockwool. All
1: right. Thanks, Elizabeth. Um, yeah, so my name is Evan Thompson. Um, I'm the CEO and I guess uh, main founder of a Flockwool trading company. And we are a, a wool exporting business um, based out of Albania, and uh, and right now we are shipping to the United States, uh, mainly into the into Dalton, Georgia, uh, supplying the carpet industry, and um, that's that's the basics to it. They're right there.
0: Yeah. So we start with a very short introduction because actually we're going to talk much more in detail about everything else. But maybe yeah, just some of my listeners of the Wool Academy podcast already know me, but. This is a new format that we're doing. And I joined Flock Wool as the chief marketing officer as of this year. And I also run a small business helping Wool Industry uh, businesses succeed online. And yeah, I'm the host of the Wool Academy Podcast. And actually that because we have this podcast uh, as a platform, that's why you and I decided that it could be interesting. To have a chat about our journey that we have um, at the Wool, at, no, at Flock
1: Especially now.
0: Yes. So
1: there's not as much going on right now.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's also <laughs> a topic we, we could talk a little bit in one of our episodes later on. And yeah, and I think you and I said that it would, could be interesting to have this kind of as a documentary of, mm-hmm. of our journey, but also help other. Maybe startups or other wood businesses or people who have similar ideas to kind of learn from our experience. And then the last thing I think where we said this could be interesting was also because we are operating out of Albania, which is a country um, that is not very well known. So it could also be nice yeah. to, to tell the story of Albania and, and how it is, what it's like to start a business in Albania. So that's why you and I have taken the time today to talk. And yeah, let's see how this goes. And we have a few episodes planned out. So uh, I hope listeners enjoy our conversations about Flockwool. Now, I quite like the story um, of how you actually developed the idea of starting Flockwool. So please give us the, the story about how all yeah. why are you and I are actually sitting here today. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. So um uh, in uh, January 2019, um uh, so over a year and a half ago, uh, my wife and I moved to Albania. Uh, we had been living in Thailand for two years, and so that's you know, we kind of say that that's a, a strange route to take in life to go from the U.S. to Thailand to Albania. But um but yeah, so we we had been living uh, kind of globally. Uh, we started our own business um, while we were abroad uh, doing uh, consulting. Uh, business consulting work in general. Um, And so, you know, we we both had entrepreneurial mindsets and hats. And then in in addition, uh, right when we had moved to Albania, it was when I had also started a MBA program. So we were, you know, very business focused in our life, very entrepreneurial focused, like always looking for an opportunity, whether it's a new client or, you know, something that can be improved. That's our mentality. And um, when we went to Albania, uh, it was very exciting. Uh, we were, you know, a new journey in our lives, a new country, a new experience, um, uh, you know, new people. But uh, I think for a lot of people who've been to Albania and, and even Albanians would say, if you look at the business environment, it's not hard to find areas of improvement, maybe would be the way to put it. And, um, and so, yeah, we, we were just learning. And uh, one of the things we had, uh, we had learned in the beginning, um I think within even the first first week of us being there, um, we learned a lot about the agriculture industry and we learned about uh, the farmers and kind of how they behaved and what the you know what their products were and and we've always been interested in sheep and stuff like that so we we saw that there were lots of sheep just driving around walking around and and we asked you know what do they do you know what are the sheep you know what's the what's the wool like and it was very, very clear. They said, yep, yeah, it's not useful. We can't sell the wool. We don't have very much, uh, uh, any type of wool product that we are really making here in mass and we're not exporting it. So they just shear the sheep and throw it on the ground. And so that, well, stood out to us and we remembered it. And we um, kind of from there, I started kind of talking about it. I, I, I pitched the idea, idea to a few people um, back in the U.S. Uh, my family and I, I think I told my family about it like hey you know there, I think there might be something here with the wool uh, you know it's a problem that can definitely be solved it's not um, it's not a new business you know what I mean it's not like uh, you know shearing sheep baling it and exporting wool is something that's you know a, a business innovation so it's something that could probably be solved um, with you know with good management and um, so, uh, you know, I kind of kept it in mind and I was just slowly doing research over the course of a few months. Um, but then it kind of, everything came to a head. In uh, one day, um, uh, a friend of mine um, named Albi, uh, who is our chief operations officer. Um, yeah, I had been working with him on, on a few of his, on some of his projects, some of the work that he was doing um, in Saranda, which is the city we were living in, in Albania. And, that uh you know we developed a friendship we developed a really good working relationship a lot of trust anyway one night he introduces me to another friend of his who you know was a local business owner um and we just had a conversation and and this guy uh flogert who's our <laughs> who's really our farmer connection essentially um his um his his role uh and his family have been farmers in the region for generations and um and they have sheep and i asked him what you know, what they do with their role is the same story, share it, throw it on the ground. There's no market possibility for it. Uh, And so I took out a piece of paper and said, well, here's a business that I've already kind of developed in my mind (laughs) based upon a few months of research. Here's what I think we can do. And, um, we shook hands and started trying to figure things out from that point. And that was was back in uh, uh, July or uh, I'm sorry, August, uh, 2019. And, uh, yeah. So that's kind of how it, how it started.
0: Yeah. So kind of the classic way of uh, writing the ideas down on a, wasn't it, was it a piece of
1: paper or? A- it was a piece of paper, yeah. You, and you can see the paper on it. I kept the piece of paper actually, like very luckily. At that time, I didn't think it would be important or interesting, I just, um, I just hung on to it because it was actually important. It was like, hey, this is the business model. Here's the business plan. You know, I needed it for functional um, reasons. Obviously we've developed beyond that one page document. Um, but the one-page document is accurate-ish, I suppose. You know, there's some, there's some words that aren't uh, industry-correct, and there's some numbers and percentages that aren't quite accurate. But, um, um, but yeah, the general framework is, uh, is about what we're doing today. And, and, and I took a photo of that document. It's on our website somewhere, I'm pretty sure. But Yeah, yeah, uh, we have
0: yeah. 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 So in summary, who all is now working at Flockwood?
1: Uh, myself, my wife. Um, Albi, um, Flo or Gerty, we call him Gerty, and and you.
0: Okay, so we're five and then, people. Yeah. and we are right now spread across three different countries because I'm yes. in Germany. I've always that I've always been here, but you yeah. and your wife, you used to be in Albania, but since the COVID nineteen <laughs> pandemic, you and had we'll to talk go about
1: back. that more. Yes, we yeah, had to so, go so, back to
0: the US. Yeah.
1: We're back in the U.S. and right now we're, we're quite literally in in temporary uh, housing because we haven't we barely had the time to figure out where we're living and, and we're kind of in the process of changing that. So our environment is not necessarily where we would ordinarily be, but um, <laughs> we've tried to make it as much of home as we can for the next, you know, several weeks.
0: Yeah. Um, but
1: yeah, so we're back in the U.S. now because we got locked out of Albania because of coronavirus. So. Yeah,
0: And then I'll be in Gatsi. They are originally... Uh, they are Albanian and they live yep. in Albania and they're right now are people on the ground, so to say. And I thought it was quite interesting that we actually, like you and I have never met before and uh, I've never met Getty and Ibi before. So um, for me, it's quite unique to actually be starting this business and going into this adventure and um, yeah, kind of without having a long history together but then we met for yeah. the first time in January of 2020 January, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah and yeah since then um, started working together so it was really interesting so far.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean you, you coming aboard was a was a very interesting moment so um, you know we the, the problem the big problem that we had to solve was you know I my background is not in wool and, and obviously even though you know, Albi has done a lot of business in Albania. Um, Gerrit has, uh, you know, been a farmer and his family have been farmers and worked with sheep. Uh, none of us had any wool experience whatsoever. So uh, that's where that's where you kind of came in and, and solved that problem.
0: Yeah, and you'd actually found me over the internet and wrote, I think your wife Tiana wrote me an email. And I was like, what yeah. is this? Like, we listen
1: to your podcast. Oh Yeah.
0: <laughs> There you go. And and then I did write back to to the email and then we had like a conversation by phone and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes yeah. things are simple. Um, so, but I know what, um. like why I really thought Flockwood was interesting and, and worthwhile putting time into, but tell me if, why you believe this is such an interesting business or... With that person.
1: Well, there's I mean, there's several reasons. Uh, I would say that the first one is really the the core business case. You know, like um the you know, again, I I I don't have a specific affinity to Albania or to wool or or any one thing, right? Um I, I think hopefully like a business person, I suppose I, I would like to think that about myself. Um, I saw a business opportunity. You know, um the Wool was being thrown on the ground and being treated as garbage, and and there's a lot of things in life that are, that that happen like that. You know, there's a product that's being, um, not utilized, and so you utilize it better, and that creates value, and and that's the basic business process. You either um, find something that that uh, that uh, cre- creates something totally new, create a totally new value proposition, you know, and that's innovation, um, of a product, you know, or you realize the latent value of a product that is there. And in that case, that's wool. Now, in our case, it's actually quite a little bit simpler, because wool, the value of wool is obvious, we don't need to make the case for that. Um, uh, you know, not that we can't market our product, but but you know, the, the general idea, it's not, it's not a mind blowing thing. It's not like people don't know that wool is valuable. And it's not even that Albanians don't know that wool is valuable, they know it's valuable. It's just the market um, uh, disappeared, like kind of a lot of industries disappeared, um, you know, when they, when their government collapsed three decades ago. So, you know, we can get into that history later, I suppose. Um, but so that, that's the the first reason why this is important to me is because wool is valuable. It isn't being utilized. We can utilize it. Hopefully we can utilize it more effectively. Um, and then, you know, kind of, you know, unite the country in a way under this uh, within an effective wool industry. Uh, and the other reason is because you know, sustainability is a big issue. Uh, you know, when you talk about any, any product application, um, w- whether uh, you know, better environmental applications of products, more sustainable resources, uh, wool is simply superior across the board than, uh, than its competitors. It's generally more expensive, but it's going to be better across the board in terms of the overall quality of the product, the overall longevity, the overall sustainability of the product, and that's a general trend that the world's going in right now. And you know I would argue for good reason. And so that's, <clears throat> I think, why wool is going to be a, c- continue to be a strong industry into the future. And then for me, it's the, the third reason would be a, a personal reason for me. It's not as, maybe as much of a, uh, a perfect business case, but, but more of a, um, an internal ethical concept. Um, But I like the idea of Lindy businesses, or the Lindy effect, Um, you know, I like old businesses. Um, I'm not as much into uh, new businesses that haven't been around for generations. You know, the wool industry has been around for 5,000 years. I think it will probably be around for another 5,000. So it's 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 a good use of my time and your time, I think, and everybody's time to participate in an industry that is uh that has stood a you know phenomenal test of time and, and, and wool is one of those um and then and then now we then we can go into just a bunch of other ideas about like the the benefits this can have uh on albania the impact that this can have on the on the livelihoods of farmers um, you know again all these farmers have uh the average albanian farmer has 100 to 300 sheep you know how much money is that um for the farmer well not a Ton, they're not going to get wealthy on their wool, but that's going to be a significant amount of income in proportion to the amount of income that they're getting right now. So, yeah, I mean, there's I, <laughs> I, 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 ho- hopefully that's that's an enough of a enough of a case there uh, across you know the business case, my own personal case, and then um, you know kind of the ethical case for Albania and for the and for the uh, farmers themselves.
0: Yeah, and didn't you while you started this business idea? I think you were doing a master or an MBA uh, mm. in parallel, and you said to me, "Yeah, most of my fellow students are developing business ideas around a new app and uh, something innovative, <laughs> but you're like the only one who has kind of more this Lindy business approach." Yeah,
1: it was it was just kind of a funny timing. It was um like. As I was developing this concept, it was, you know, in conjunction with my MBA program, which is was kind of fun, you know, so I got to apply a lot of these ideas like lean startup methodology and, you know, um, you know, integrating a lot of modern and digital communications technologies within the company, Um, you know, thinking about process mapping from the beginning, um, thinking about organizational design from the beginning. So that's also that's been really helpful. Um, But uh, yeah like uh, during i mean i think the a standard mba program ha- will always have some you know major capstone portion where you know you're creating a company and you have to go through that process like you know you, it's a simulation course but um yeah it was uh <laughs> the companies people were talking about i'm just like well uh, a wool company <laughs> and, and and most people were creating um an app for better ways to find wine in a grocery store. Which, sure, I mean, that's, that you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's a bad business idea, but um, I, I think there's enough apps for, for wine finding solutions out there, possibly. And, uh, and then more than likely, uh, whatever is the best app for finding wine in a grocery store probably won't exist five years from now, um, but the wool industry will, so.
0: Here, here. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, I think what I found really interesting, why I, I was so quickly convinced to join Flockwool was, um, I mean, you mentioned the, those reasons already, that um, we have a, a resource that is not being utilized. And I think in today's world, we need to make use of every resource that is available, um, also in terms of a circular economy, et cetera, And cetera. Um, Then, of course, you mentioned that as well, the impact that this, the positive impact that this can have on the Albanian wool growers. And then my personal reason is also kind of, as a communicator, I've always been, and I've always been kind of in a consulting role or when I was at IWTO, also more of a organizational role, supporting other businesses in many different ways, but I've never been actually on the ground, you know, really working in a wool business and I think also when we had a lot of conversation I was like yeah in theory I know all of this but I've yeah. never you know done it in, in mm-hmm. practice or I kind of know these specifics but I would have to research as well so I think that's what motivates me to also kind of get more on hands experience um, and, and that was why yeah, when we went to Albania altogether that was already a really good start to to everything Well, um right we are recording this now in may and of, as we said we're going to yeah. have a few more um podcasts planned out so we started this business uh officially on the first of january 2020 now we're in may so where are we exactly in our journey of flock?
1: Um, impacted by the global pandemic known as coronavirus. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's I mean that's had a significant impact on everybody. That's not groundbreaking news, obviously, um, but it's uh, impacted us quite significantly. Um, you know, Albania shut down just like everyone else. Uh, uh, you know, I think uh, you know Europe has generally been more shut down than a lot of places. Um, so, yeah, it's been very strict, very tight in Albania, um, and you can't you can't go collect wool. And uh, start—you uh, can't operate a wool company um, when your country's in lockdown, let alone start one. So um, it's been a serious impediment on us. Um, that being said, um, the the phase that we're on—I mean, we're still in the startup phase. I mean, and that's and that's how it is. We're still in market validation. We're still in product validation. We're still in—you know—proving if we're profitable or not. You know, and so we're we're approaching it with that degree of um, of caution and 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 uh, and maturity and seriousness. Um, but, but at the same time doing what we can where we can to be effective. And so kind of what we've done at this stage is uh, you know you know I follow the you know lean startup methodology uh, <laughs> quite by the book um, and so and that's what we're doing. We're approaching this um, from that mindset and so it meant that we, our risk wasn't overexposed. so you know in terms of how Corona has impacted us, well it's basically just put the brakes on our, on our uh, development process, but it hasn't, uh, we weren't um, in a position where we were overexposed to risk. So, you know, there hasn't been a dramatic negative impact. Um, we're still going to get our year one plan um, out maybe a month and a half to two months late. And, you know, that's not the worst thing in the world. And, you know, in the grand scheme of things, with what our plan for the company is, which is a very long term plan, because that's how you have to think in the wool industry, I, I believe. Um, but yeah, so that's where we're at. We, are, um, we should, by the end of this month, be collecting our first container and shipping that and putting that, putting that in the port of Duras, putting it on a boat, sending it to the port of Savannah, which is where I am right now. I'm in Tybee Island, right by Savannah. So I'm gonna see it, I'm gonna see it arrive. I'm gonna be there waiting for it. And then we're gonna be shipping that up to our partners in, uh, in Dalton, and we're gonna be processing the product and, 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 uh, and getting that in some American carpets and rugs.
0: Yeah, that'll be so exciting. Okay, I think for today, um, we gave a little bit of an introduction, what we plan on doing on this podcast and introduction to ourselves and the business. So I think um, for today, let's wrap it up. And I think you already mentioned a little bit how coronavirus has impacted us. So I think I would like to pick that up in the next episode. But thanks, Evan, for uh, your time today and then we'll catch up again soon.
1: Great, we'll talk soon.
0: (laughs) Thanks and bye-bye. Bye. Bye. So that was the first interview I did with Evan. There will be more to come. If you want to find out more about Vlogpool, then head on over to the show notes at elizabethvandelden.com forward slash 106. And also, of course, you can check out the website of Vlogpool. It's flockwool.com. Well, I hear you in our next episode where actually the COVID-19 pandemic has also affected our business. So Evan and I will be talking about that. Hope you tune in and see you then. Bye for now.